Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in the Double Deuce. Double Deuce. Yeah, very exciting to have another Double Deuce today. In the in the two episodes in one day, we haven't done this in so long. Recorded multiple episodes in a day, dear readers. I don't even know. It was like it's true. It's true. We're going to give you a behind the scenes, real fast. We we almost always used to get together and record two episodes. Well, we get together, drink a couple beers, then record two episodes, then maybe drink one more beer to decompress from all that beer drinking. And, uh, and so we would do things this far in advance, but this is the first time we've gone this far in advance since uh, since the, the stay at home order. Yeah, so yeah. We're we're excited to be uh, breaking old boundaries in a new way. It, it's getting it's getting closer and closer to the double deuce that you know and love and maybe miss slightly because it's still a little different. But you it know is, what? It's, it's getting like, closer. I feel like we're. This is like a hard, like eighty-five percent double yeah. deuce right now. Yeah, I mean, that, that we're at. I feel like we're in a, we're in a big we, level of double deuce. It's not quite there. Talk thing. It's a little bit on Zencaster. It's a little bit harder uh, when mm-hmm. you cross talk. It gets a little garbly, garbly in a way that it doesn't when you're in person. But yeah. um, I will tell you, out of this, mm-hmm. what you're going to notice is I, I think we've got two microphones now that we can use every time we record. So I think the sound quality is going to be better. Um, moving forward, which is exciting yeah. for you guys uh, and for us, um, and something that that, that uh, yeah. I'm, I'm particularly excited to see. Uh, and and you know we're, we're going to have a, a new appreciation of of the podcast and, and of each other. You know we're learning more about our friendship. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, human growth. People try it sometime. Sorry, that was combative. Yeah, well, you came out a little strong with that. Yeah, like that. Try it sometime. <laughs> Hey, come here. It's my son, Oliver Fox. Can you hear all that? Uh, he said, why do I have to be so loud all the time? I can't even hear my phone. This is what I'm dealing with. This kid is not yet five. Okay. I missed a couple. I missed yeah, a couple. No, he's words, real but mad because he's got all his right. mom's phone and he's watching uh, kids opening presents video because that's the age we're at now, uh, mm-hmm. and he's mad at me. Oh yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing that's happened with that. But you know, remember? I feel like remember when you were a kid and you would see like the toy commercials and you'd be like, "Oh yeah. man, that's awesome." I feel like maybe it's the same thing, but now you've just got an IV drip of that because of the internet. I can kind of understand it the more I think about it, but it's still kind of weird that it's, it's like... It is. And I have to admit, it creeps me out because it's like the grossest, like, consumerist, um, like, uh, we must always have new things and be getting new surprises and have input all the time. It's like, I, it was up to me, he would be playing with a rock, but... He doesn't do that very for very long. Um, you know, I tried that. I'm like, make your imagination work with this rock, son. And he got bored real fast and started screaming. And a television screen keeps him quiet. So, uh, you know, it's a it's a real devil's bargain, you know. And so far during this mm-hmm. stay-at-home thing, that devil is winning. Um, 
And I'm sure I'm going to regret that later, but, uh, you know, with the future being so uncertain, I'm like, well, don't be sure of anything anymore. Maybe you'll learn something on those opening presents video that'll help him become the leader of the new free world once the revolution happens. You know, I remember, like, you were talking about playing with the rocks. I remember we had, uh, like, a big snowstorm and, like, a big part of a tree that was in our backyard broke off and, like, fell down. And it was like kind of a weird late winter, like early spring snowstorm. So it was nice within a couple of weeks. But I remember we like were sawing up this like third of a tree and we're just like, I was helping out and just like sawing limbs into the shape of guns. And then me and my friends had like two dozen like stick guns that we would keep in like a, in a box in, in a, one of our backyards for like just elaborate uh-huh. army games. And I'm like, come on, come on, modern kids. Why yeah. not a stick gun? Why, why all this internet modern so kids? So I think for my my maybe fifth birthday, maybe sixth birthday, my dad uh, and his hippie friends decided that they were going to get together and build me a clubhouse, and they did. And they they I, to their credit, they got the foundation laid. They got the whole thing put up. Mm-hmm. It was a little, you know, it was not much bigger. <laughs> What's that? It's especially foundation. It's some hard work foundation. I can I can see where maybe like they laid a foundation and then we're like struggling to, to get it done. I think they laid the foundation day, about three weeks before they started. built the actual thing, but that's true. You can't you can't do the you right. can't do it all on the but same day. I'm thinking it was laid on now. concrete, which was you know, which was usually like mm-hmm. uh, not it, it was it was more professional than a lot of my dad's backyard work. Um I mean that's that's a that's a that's a building to last if you're laying a foundation. That's not just like a one-off thing of like let's build this for the kid and if it breaks in <laughs> next summer, well, exactly. whatever. But then here he was. He he, was here, call. Here's was the funny call, thing, Jeff. and I think it was pretty much he got the foundation done because he knew a guy that he either got high or that guy got him high. I don't know. It was all about getting high back then, not like today. And. It can be useful networking. It was the original LinkedIn was yeah, getting exactly, high. exactly. It's, it was it was the pre-social networking, social networking. Um, but he, so we got the guy to do it, and then he built this little one-story, uh, like maybe uh, five foot high, six foot high uh, box, one room with a window playhouse, uh, and they did a great job on it. And then he got his hippie friend to come over and paint Wonder Woman on the side because Wonder Woman was my favorite superhero growing up. And uh, so that was really cool. But then they, yeah. then he got. I think he just gave up after that because there never was any furnishings inside or anything. It was just like the room. <laughs> it was like, like I think I dragged a crate in there. That was on you to figure something out. <laughs> yes, I was, he, he never told me that, right? So I was like, uh-huh. he'd be like, why aren't you? Why aren't you? He it was a metaphor for fatherhood. He built you a house, and you got to fill it <laughs> like yourself. The only thing to do is like be like, "Why don't you play in your playhouse?" I'm like, the only thing to do is open the window and stare out of it at the outside. That's like all there is to do in this playhouse, and it was hot because it was a wood building in the Kansas <laughs> summer, uh, so it was really traumatizing actually. And uh, I feel like I feel like that's that's uh. Strangely, it doesn't it doesn't fit your father because he's a, he's a very like hippie theater kind of guy. But I feel like it's got that energy of that like post World War II like uh, literary movement energy of like 
suburban ennui of like just the father is like, I'm providing you a house. You figure the rest out on your own, kid. I'll, I'll be at work. <laughs> kind of energy. <laughs> the empty plan. You know, I, I think I feel like you're you're absolutely right, and and you know maybe we're more from like the Raymond Carver mold uh, of of suburban ennui with the mm-hmm. always getting high to sort of avoid the 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 the, the fruitlessness of mm-hmm. suburban life. Because um, because the yeah the guy started like that ten years later, like he was still <laughs> right. growing up. <laughs> when the rest of them, were, the rest of them were, were fresh out the war and were like, what do you do now? What's Make a life? Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, but it was, that was, there was a lot of moments where it was like... Speaking, sorry, I want to I do a transition, but I don't want to cut you short if we haven't gotten no, through I, that thought. I, the only you thing I was going to say is that uh, my childhood was strangely solitary yet filled with noise. Uh, but that, I, I think that sums it up. Yeah. I don't think there's anything more you need to say about that. No, I think I feel like that was a good wrap. Yeah, yeah. If you guys want to hear me talk like about it, it for hours, I'm taking notes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be recording my my <laughs> my uh, stay at home uh, prison diaries. Uh, you know, my 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 life story, <laughs> my yeah. Jeffrey Archer autobiography, uh, prison diaries. Which, by the way, I'm still mad. Mm-hmm. I, one of my projects that I want to do at some point is to cast and condense Jeffrey Archer's Prison Diaries um, into a one-man, one-hour show with Matt Gauss playing Jeffrey Archer. This is my dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I think that's. I think that'd be a good. That'd be a good show. I'd watch that. I'd. I'd help make that. I'd I help bring that like into the world. I feel like there's so much material. Like, because you want to talk. We talked a little bit last episode about the 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 white privilege, um, the good use of white privilege. Boy, Jeffrey Archer's got so much of that, and uh, he really explains it all over his prison diaries. Um, so, and he wrote a lot of bad novels. Oh shit! Uh, you know what? You just led me back into a new segue to the segue I was going to do like a minute ago. Speaking the Inception of the- segue, so um, into a segue. It's a Nolan Brothers segue. I'm just I'm catching up. We'd written a couple notes from from the last the time we recorded two two episodes ago, and I had wanted to talk about. Did you catch on HBO that Plot Against America miniseries that David Simon did? I of did the not. Roth book. It's really good. It's a really good uh, little mini series. It's also got a nice little companion podcast of like uh, like a thirty minute podcast for each of the six episodes of David Simon's, like talking about putting it together, uh, which was a real interesting listen, also. But it's uh, it basically it's it's that Philip K. Roth book. It's kind of what if the like America first like isolationist uh, kind of. In, people like party in America that the German Bund was kind of connected to like, what if they'd gotten Lindbergh to run in 40 and he'd beaten Roosevelt by going with an anti-war stance. And then, uh, basically fascism happens. Um, it's a, it's a really good, uh, it's a really good mini series though. Uh, it's really well done. It's, uh, it's an interesting, I don't know if you've noticed we've been getting like that Hunter show on Amazon. Like this there has been a couple other things. I feel like, uh, we've been starting to get the, the fruits, 
the artistic fruits of the the more fascist moving like modern times now, but we're into a pandemic as they're arriving, and it's so it's weirdly dissonant in that you know fascism is a huge problem, and and the problems we have now are worse because of growing fascism. It still feels like weirdly like no longer of this time because the disease is kind of pushed fascism down a notch or two in the list of things that are big problems. Yeah, right yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's, I, I'm look I'm looking forward to watching that one. I've, I've seen the, some, some ads for it. I didn't really know what it was, so I'm kind of glad to know a little bit more about it. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely. It's real good. I can't remember who plays the mom in it. Cause it's basically, it's kind of a, the book is like a, it, it's basically his family. Cause the, the youngest it's, it's a, family two son kind of nuclear jewish family in a jewish part of uh, new jersey but the son's philip and it's clearly in the book him and uh and so they they open things up slightly but they keep it still insular in the family they kind of flesh out the the more uh tertiary or like secondary characters and that are connected to the family which is nice um they do some good stuff with it i i would say i like that a lot if you like david simon's stuff especially watch it but even if you don't uh it's really good and it's uh, really well done. And check out that podcast, too. It's I feel like when that Chernobyl podcast they did hit off, they're like, we should be podcasting about yeah, shows. I, Why I, I are was we actually going to mention that Chernobyl so. podcast. I couldn't remember if we talked about that or not, but that was... A- it's like weirdly like uh producer or something is the same between the two or like uh i can't remember what's his name there's an npr host that does it with david simon and he might have done the chernobyl one too yeah i don't remember uh, i just remember that for me uh like chernobyl was was illuminating but those podcasts really um really helped to kind of fill in a lot of the backstory and the history that was really fascinating to know and made it kind of a much much richer experience it's the first time I'd kind of considered that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know they used to do like director's cuts, but those those are you have to watch the whole movie to watch the the cut. And I kind of like with podcasts, you could just get the commentary and then go back and watch it in your own time. Especially if you have for these miniseries where like you can really episode to episode, so you don't have to have like a real long. Uh, 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 you don't have to have a, a wrap up talking about the thing that's as long as the right. movie itself. Or it is, but you're given it weekly, and so it's a little easier to digest. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's something too about yeah, not having to be like not having to just have had the emotional drain of watching the the movie and then sit down and watch half an hour more about what the movie meant. Mm-hmm. That seems like a lot of emotional work. Whereas if you have a podcast, that- it is you've got you to process it for a day or two before you listen about you know the yeah, background. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I'll check that out. I'm I'm trying to think of I, I've been going back through and watching. Uh, we've been watching Parks and Rec again, and that's that's sort of somewhat the delightful show. I missed the first go around because I was in England for a lot of it and just never bothered to catch up. Um, but wow, to talk about like the show that launched a ton of careers, like that's like pretty much everybody came out of that to do something good. Um, so that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. That's been kind of a fun ride. Uh, and then I finished up the the Hunters, and that was pretty good. Uh, I dug that. that was Dragon fun. Slayers on um, on Amazon Prime. I went back and rewatched that again. Still real good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's worth a, it's worth a going back and a rewatch. Oh, there's a new sing- season of uh, the uh, uh, oh shit, what's the name of the Lost Kingdom? Um, 
uh, the the, the, one, uh, the Lost Kingdom. It's uh, the Bernard Cornwall, uh, Alfred oh. uh, Uhtred, yeah. and Alfred Uhtred of Bebenburg, uh, which my wife has has uh, taken to any time I'm like starting to watch that show. She'll just walk through and she'll go Bebenburg because <laughs> it's Danish <laughs> and she's making fun of the way he pronounces it. And to be fair, he does kind of pronounce it Bebenburg. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> she'll just walk by and she'll just be like, bye, bye, bye. Like, that's not that's not very kind. Don't don't be mean. And she is. And she watched a lot of like those British um comedy of manners shows. So I'm like, this isn't just like those only with fighting and blood. You know, it's the same Yeah, it's there it's the same wavelength, but it's on like different ends of the uh, spectrum. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, hey, can you hold on for just a second? Hey, Ali, don't go outside, please. She's mowing. We can do that in a second. Can you give me five five minutes? Sorry, this is a, a little bit of family, um, a little bit of family fun. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. He's, uh, he's decided that he likes to go outside on his own, which is a little bit terrifying uh, since we live right by a fairly busy street. So, gotta keep him from doing that. Jack's out yeah. mowing the yard. So yeah. today's been hot. It's it's surprisingly warm outside today. It's warm. It's May, and it, it, you yeah. can tell all of a sudden it, it, it's ten degrees I'm warmer. Happy about it, but I'm sad about it at the same time. Yeah, I got to say because I'm I'm working, I'm doing some work from home, and I set up like an office in the garage because I basically I've got to bring like file boxes of stuff home to work on. And so it gets quarantined in a van at work and then for a couple of days, and then I pick it up and drop off the ones that I had and then work for like a week. But uh, it's out of the garage. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be bringing all this stuff from there into the house. I know like they measure how long stuff could be on stuff. And so I, I don't, I, I take some precautions in the, in the garage, but I'm like, I'm not, as worried because I'm not like running into people at all, but there is like, uh, I don't bring it, bringing a bunch of this into the house makes me yeah. more nervous. But anyway, I'm in the garage and I'm like, it's getting hotter and it's going to get hotter yeah, in that yeah, garage. Sure. I'm going to have to figure out it like a month or so. Cause I don't know, you know, I feel like, uh, I'll probably be working out of that garage for a few months. It would be my guess. And so, and it's, it's going to be getting hot. In yeah, some it's, of those it's funny that advice on like what, how far you should go with like, washing your, you know, like sanitizing stuff that you bring into the house. Like, you can drive you crazy because mm-hmm. there are varying degrees from like, you know, this can live on surfaces for up to three weeks. And then there's like, don't worry about it. But there was a pretty evenly balanced article mm-hmm. I read. I think it was either uh, Atlantic or New York Times. It was a reputable source. And it was a guy saying, look, you know, it's, it's usually, like, there haven't been any contact cases really that we know of from food contact so as long as you're washing your hands real thoroughly mm. before you eat you're probably okay uh and so i've been but i still i still feel a little paranoid so i still disinfect like groceries and stuff when we get them home i just kind of give them a rub with a cloth that's had some some uh spray on it so i just can't get over that you know I do that, i'll maybe do that a little bit with uh metal because metal is one of those things yeah. i hear especially like medic metal yeah. plastic stuff can last a little longer because there's always that thought and i remember like having it initially where it's like you're just used to hey, i'm gonna pick this up and get a closer look at it maybe i'm curious maybe i don't know and i set it down i remember doing that like with right. a can of soup a little bit in. i was like 
that was a <laughs> shitty thing to do because now I just touched that up. What yeah. what if I got it? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, gotta stop, gotta stop doing that. That's that's old time <laughs> stuff. Yeah. You can't take a closer look in these no, crazy exactly. times. It's just like you can't really walk into a shop and not buy something anymore. Like I get racked with horrifying guilt. Like I today I went to Leeway Frank specifically because they had this this soup that looked really good. It was kind of a chicken and dumpling soup. And like, do you have the soup? And they're like, No, we don't have the soup. And I'm like, Well, do you have the this Philly this Reuben Philly that they advertised like yesterday? And I'm like, Do you have that? And they're like, No, we don't have that. And I'm like, Well, damn it! Now I got to order something here because I'm not gonna be. The guy who like comes in and it's like, no, I don't want anything. Um, I'm committed to this trip, so I got a burger, and I hadn't had a burger there before, and it was a great experience. I love Leeway Franks. I don't eat there enough. That's good. Luckily, luckily, it was a place that you you went into that is has got a lot of good stuff. So you're going to walk out a winner no I matter like what. I feel like I stacked the deck for myself that way, but I was like kind of hungry, and the soup sounded really good. And you know, I like soup. Uh, mm-hmm. You do, man. I'm eating so much soup. I'm eating so much soup. Yeah. So I feel like there's just a, a, an amount of like, soup. It's good to like add to the pantry, but then there's also a bunch of soup in the pantry. So I'm like, I should eat the soup and just keep, you know, like keep keep a little bit of soup stock, but then keep replenishing it as I eat it. But I'm eating so <laughs> much soup, and I feel like you know what would appreciate. You know, I, I I I do. I really do. I've been circling around making a French onion soup for like the last week, thinking like, well, I just need that right opportunity and combination of enough onions and willpower, and I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then Terry Matthews, our friend Terry Matthews, posted this uh, this disgustingly delicious picture of some soup that she made, French onion soup she made with. Some- uh, grilled cheese sandwiches using Gruyere grilled cheese and uh, Gruyere cheese, and I'm like, all right, I need to get into some of that. So that's my goal this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make that some good. Good, good. Yeah, good soup talk. I, I feel like I'm being lazy about. I'm like, I'm not making any from scratch soups. I'm doing a lot of. Uh, I'm doing a lot of taking a taking a Campbell's chunky soup as a base and then adding to it, like trying to like. I'm like, let's throw in like a. a one or two types of cheeses in here. Let's get some. Let's get some outside. Let's throw some hot and spicy Cheez-Its on this thing to like give it some crunch and some spice. Let's, I love uh, it. Let's I mix think... it up a little. Let's throw a little on here to give it a little extra kick. Add Cheez-Its. I had this whole thing where I was going to try to eat real healthy because I'm like, well, if I'm staying at home, I'd be able to control what I eat for lunch a little better. Not go out as much. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll eat healthier lunches. Like, no, I fucking, I don't. I can't. I don't know. It's also, I feel like it's a little bit of a problem for me in that I, I'm doing a lot more, you know, there's a lot more like shopping of, uh, like, I feel like keep, like building up a little bit of a pantry and then replenishing it as you go. So you've got like a cushion, but so because you're doing it that way, I feel it's hard to do a lot of like cooking, cooking, because that requires a lot bigger and more defined shopping. And sometimes you can't get stuff. So it's hard to like meal plan before you go shopping to get the stuff when you don't know if it's all there. It, it's, I feel like there are some uh, roadblocks to doing as much cooking as I would like to be doing while I'm at home more. If I, if, if shopping was what shopping was, I feel like I could be really doing some nice at home cooking. But as it is, I'm like, I don't want to spend that much time at the store and they don't have everything. And it's a real, uh, it's a, it's a real down. And, and this is the end of the show too. Cause we just hit our time. So we ended it with mm-hmm. Nelson's sad yeah. shopping oh, corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
How can we? How can we exhaust this uh, up? Nelson Sad Shopping Corner brought to you by Leeway Franks because you've got to order something. Is that better? You'll never be sad, but you have to <laughs> order never something. Be sad, but you have to order something. And I saw Lee there too, and I said, "Hi, Lee." He was wearing a mask. He didn't recognize me. That's the other great thing is you can get away with not recognizing people. You just be like, "Oh, I didn't. I didn't notice it was you behind the mask." I feel like. Like acquaintances who, like, you know and you recognize and will chat with, but maybe you yeah. don't know super well. Like, it's someone you've talked to a half dozen times, but now that you're wearing masks, you sometimes you're, like, not yeah. 100% but sure. But I feel like years of my life of having a really good memory for faces and absolutely terrible memory for names have sort of prepared me for this. Which I do, too. But that because because I have that, a lot of times I will not initiate yeah. contact because I don't want to get into an awkward situation of not remembering their name or maybe being like, I know who you are, but I'm fuzzy on the details. And so I don't want to just get into a conversation where I'm trying to play catch up the whole time and maybe I fuck up. And so a lot of times I'll just like see like, do we make eye contact? Are they like, hey, do they like wave or whatever? And so I'll just be like, I'm going to let them, the ball's in their court, because I don't want to, I feel like I don't need to be getting into that kind of situation. I don't need an awkward social situation exactly. right now. All right, we got we to gotta wrap this up. So that was a little, that was a, a positive message at the end. I'm saying double deuce. Double deuce. Double deuce. Get us out of here. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at DoubleDeucePod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep, and the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce.